You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Welcome to A Step Further, the weekly podcast of Kingsway Christian Church. My name is Andy Lynch, Connections Pastor here at Kingsway. Derek Hughes spinning the dials and putting us on the air. And we're joined by Augie and Beth Brewer here. Augie recently became an elder at Kingsway. They are life group leaders in Plainfield and here to share some of their stories as we go through the series, No One Left Behind. I've thought of Augie and Beth right away because Augie's a school teacher in Mooresville and Beth is a nurse. And so both of them are caring for those that sometimes need a little extra care. And so just thought they'd be great for you, the listener, to get to know them a little bit, hear some of their stories, and perhaps uh, gain some insight on ways you can bring someone along that that may feel left behind. So Beth and Augie, welcome. Thank you for being here. And and Augie is a, a, a longtime teacher, a coach. I mean, I'm sure you see that kid Pretty often, it's just by themselves, and your heart's got to go out to them. Sure, sure. This, uh, you know, that's a big part of my job, and one reason I got into education is to try to help kids. And and you know, I had some really good uh, teachers and coaches myself, and and wanted to follow in their footsteps. Um, and so, you know, yeah, what do you do with with you got a classroom of thirty kids, and and you have kids that are like you said, maybe sitting on their own a lot and, and trying to figure out how can I relate to that kid? And, um, you know, I think daily for me is a challenge of, uh, trying to connect with, with all the kids that are in my class. And, and, the the one thing I come back to daily is prayer. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I just, um, you know, so oftentimes not just in my teaching, but in life in general, just trying to do things on my own, and, and stopping and realizing like, hey, you probably can't do this on your own. You you need to you need to bring God into this and you need to pray about it. And you know, I, I have multiple examples of just times in my teaching career where I'm dealing with a a, a hard kid, a kid that that is really um, maybe standoffish or maybe uh, just into doing what they want to do at that particular moment. And, and I gotta, I gotta say, God, help me here. How, how can, how can I uh, get involved here? How can I show this kid love, in, in a way that he's gonna open up to me? And I can just tell you multiple examples of times where the, it, it happens. The kid, mm. something happens to where the the kid allows me just to maybe in a little, mm-hmm. and and allows that relationship to to go. So, yeah. Beth, as you're listening, I'm sure you're thinking same thing at the hospital, mm-hmm. same typical situation, some hard cases that you have to uh, come in contact with as well. Do you have similar feelings? Oh, yeah, definitely. And um, I would definitely say the same thing that Augie just said was <laughs> every day on my way to work, I say a prayer, Lord, be my hands and feet. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not just to my patients and their families, but it's my coworkers too. I mean, it's it's just as many people feel their workplace is such a ministry, but, um, yeah, I do labor and delivery at Hendricks and do lactation as well. And I'm meeting people at a pretty significant point in their life, bringing a new child in, into the world. Yeah. And I often say too, um, my job is, is really awesome at times, but sometimes when it's not good, it's really hard too. So I get to see people through a lot of joy, but sometimes through a lot of pain too. 
Um, and then you have people who come in from every walk of life. You know, some people are coming in, they're adding their fifth child to the family <laughs> and they're, you know, maybe a little older, but then you've got those really young gals who are coming in and they're scared to death mm. and this is not what they wanted and um, everything in between. So just having the opportunity to meet them at a point where they're pretty impressionable. And um, I've had lots of opportunities where God has shown me that maybe someone has a faith that I can actually pray with them mm. during their labor or before uh, we go for a C-section or, um, you know, just story after story. It's been really awesome to see how God works. And I feel blessed that I get to do that every day. I want to hear some of those stories here in a moment, but one thing that came to mind was as you both come home, and Beth, obviously your shifts can be different uh, than a teacher's shift, but as you both come home, how often do you kind of need to decompress with each other and kind of, you know, share those those hardships, those details? And I'm sure it's nice to know that the other person can can relate in some way. Yeah, there's, there's no question, like being able to... <clears throat> come home and, and share maybe something that occurred at school that, you know, I said, Hey, God was working in this situation mm -hmm. and, and, you know, feeling that like just taking a breath and feeling that, man, I'm glad I prayed about that. I'm glad I, I had a thought about that before we went in for that day. And like, you, like you said, her being able to relate to that obviously helps, uh, in that situation. Yeah. And I'd say my story is sometimes he doesn't want to hear all the details necessarily, <laughs> even though after doing this for 15, 20 years, he's gotten pretty used to it. But um, yeah, there's just always a new story. That's kind of the awesome thing about this journey that God puts us on is mm -hmm. there's the way he brings different people in your lives at different times and getting to come home and, and share those stories with each other and with our kids too. We've got four kids at home and mm -hmm. you sit around the dinner table and tell what your day was like and you know, just sharing our stories from our, our workplaces, I think really ministers to our kids a lot to see that we can be those hands and feet. Mm. And uh, like you said, just kind of what Matt's starting to preach on, no one left behind. Mm -hmm. um, that's That aspect is in our work. It's in their school places. You know, it's mm -hmm. in everything that we do. Do you have a favorite story, Beth, that you'd like to share? I do. And Andy, I know you kind of know this story. Um it was, uh, uh, let's see, about four years ago, I met a really good friend of mine. And, you know, just kind of going back to the prayer thing, I just want to say, too, that I think if you don't feel like you have someone in your life that you really feel a, a connection with or a, a need or just start to pray about it mm -hmm. and just say, Lord, just bring something to me, bring someone to me. I want to be able to minister and maybe I... I'm in a, an area where my neighbors don't seem to need anything mm. or, you know, I don't see that need. And that was a prayer that I had prayed and God brought a particular lady in my life who's a really good friend of mine now. And she was a patient of mine. Um, she's actually from Sri Lanka. Mm. So there's a little bit of a, a cultural langu language barrier there, which has made it just that much more sweet mm. to get to know her and her background, but she was a patient of mine. Um, I was her labor nurse. She was here, had only been in the States for about three months before wow. she had her first child and um, ended up finding out as I'm taking care of her in that 12 hour shift that they had just bought a home just down the street from us. Mm. And I just, I can remember immediately thinking, 
here we go. <laughs> you <laughs> know, it, like, <laughs> yeah, like God, you totally put this together. And so I just made the the point to get to know her, to walk down to her house, to take her a meal, which I remember thinking, I don't know what to cook her because <laughs> she's probably not, you know, I don't know. Anyway, I've learned a lot of different ways of cooking and mm. cultural things that have been really fun along the way, but she ended up having a much rougher story than I have ex- ever expected her to have, and it uh, there was some domestic violence issues. She ended up at sheltering wings for a while. Um, got to be just really close friends, and mm. God made it very genuine. It wasn't um, anything that didn't come natural. I felt like, yeah. and it was just you know, Lord, I don't know where this is leading, but I'm just going to take this next step. And if that next step was just to go and have tea with her and listen and play with her little boy. And, you know, he's now four years old and uh, just watching him grow up. He calls me Auntie Beth, (laughs) which I love. It it melts my heart every time he says it. Um, And there was a time that she was coming to church with us and just really getting able, you know, not only to meet physical needs, but a friendship and to share my faith with her. And our journeys are still um, we're still doing this journey together, but she has taken a job now where she's, um, working at Purdue university. Mm. She moved to Lafayette with her son and, uh, she's trying to seek finding a new career here, which has been quite a challenge too, but we keep in touch and Mm. it's just been really sweet, really awesome to watch God work in that. And I would just add to that story when Beth came home and said, Hey, I have this lady who's from Sri Lanka and she lives down the street and we're going to take her a meal. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. Okay, let's do it. Uh, but there is, uh, to be honest, some hesitancy of understanding this language barrier and what that's going to mean. And look, getting out of your comfort zone is a big part of serving and and being the hands and feet of Jesus. And and so here we have this neighbor, and we're going up, knocking on the door. And again, there's a, there is some awkwardness here because... I don't know her. She doesn't know me. So you delivered and the meal? I was with her. Oh, you were yeah. together. I was with her. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so, Andy, in this experience, you know, here I am feeling this little tension, awkwardness that is all, all created on my own, right? right? But, but um, we go. And by the time that we're leaving this place, she is handing off a meal to me, wow. basically. And, and she's uh, serving me. Huh. And, 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 and just, every time after. Yeah. And if er- we <clears throat> met her, she had something to give us. Wow. Yeah. The generosity that she taught us mm. in our time together, every time we met together, it was, oh, would you take some of this? Would you have some of this? <laughs> you know, yeah. she's yeah. constantly um, just giving. And yeah. it, it's just been really good. It's such a, it, it seems backwards to us as Americans that, oh, you know, if we give, then we lose, but that's mm-hmm. not the case at all. When we give, we receive so much, mm. both good feelings, but mm. then so many times it's a richer relationship. Sometimes it is food from a different country. Yeah, you never yeah. really know what yeah. you're going to receive. Well, and she became a single mom and that created a lot more needs for her. Mm. She, there were times that she needed to find a job. She needed childcare. And um, there were some holidays that little Javi spent with us. Mm. Our Thanksgiving, not this year, but the year before, um, we didn't spend with anyone outside of our immediate family because of COVID, but that little Javi was at our table at Thanksgiving, (laughs) and 
it was so good and it was good for our kids. And, um, we did birthdays together and Christmases together and, um, yeah, it, it was just, um, more than we had ever expected originally, but it, it has just really turned out to be a neat relationship. And I love how it was your whole family that was doing it and, and friends and extended family. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it really, it shows how much love we truly can give together. It doesn't just have to be one person, Augie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, just thinking about some other thoughts here on, on it, uh, you know, we have another neighbor who uh, lost her husband mm-hmm. and, and it is uh, kind of a deal where, you know, where I would take the kids out in the cul-de-sac and play and the husband wasn't always happy that we were out there playing. Okay. So it's kind of one of those deals where several times the balls went into the yard and on the roof, maybe hit their car a couple of times. Okay. <laughs> through a window. Maybe through a window. <laughs> no window. Luckily not that one, but in fact, it made a rule. If it hit the car, you were out in the game. And of sure enough, the first ball hit the car. So, uh, but, um, there's just this, again, kind of tension, awkwardness between us and the neighbors that really we never got to know that there wasn't a good uh, a, a relationship there built. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the husband passes away and, and, you know, Beth and I both said, you know, we really need to get to know our neighbors. And, and I know we've done the neighboring series here at the mm-hmm. church and, 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 you know, why not just go knock on the door and introduce yourself? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that's all you got to do. And again, it's awkward. It can be awkward just because you're making it awkward, but, and, and we're just not used to it all the time. Right. right? So, um, you know, what's that person going to think that, that kind of thought, but, um, since the husband has passed, we've, we've went and, and introduced ourselves and, and we've got this interaction. She has asked our son Luke to, to mow her grass hmm. And, and so he's been able to uh, meet a need there. And as you talked about, he's meeting a need there, but she's paying him. Wow. And lots of times overpays him. <laughs> that <laughs> I told, generosity. I said, man, Absolutely. Beth, I should have been the one to mow the grass. You know, <laughs> I'm joking. But, <laughs> um, but now there's a relationship there. And, and there's and, been a neat relationship with her and our oldest son, Luke, yeah. too, that uh, when they're outside, they're talking to each other. Oh, wow. and, you know, it's just it's. Yeah, it's been good for everybody. Yeah, very so. cool. Well, a- any last thoughts to, to inspire people to, to have their heads up, their eyes open to, you know, just look for those opportunities. Praying is probably that first step, right? Mm-hmm. God, bring me somebody. He always answers that prayer, doesn't he, Beth? Yeah, he absolutely does. And just the thought, too, that every day praying for, your, for help in those situations, when he does bring it to you, mm-hmm. the prayer doesn't stop. You have to continue to ask for him to give you the strength, give you the wisdom, give you, you know, just the courage to step out of your comfort zone to do that. And um, I just wanted to add a little bit of from what Matt talked about in his sermon this past week, too. Um, the 11 o'clock service was where I, when I got to listen and uh, he mentioned the church and how when he was in, in Bible college, they talked about um, building the, the size of the church up right. and then how that really turned into programs and mm. um, obviously in, with good intentions, but I really had on my heart and, and the Art of Neighboring series was just really impactful for me in the fact that I don't want to be so busy with programs and, and mm. the things that I'm doing in the church that I'm not noticing the need of my neighbor across the street yeah. or my this relationship that God had intended for me, 
you know, down the street and that, that sort of thing. So I guess that's my encouragement is, um, you know, the church, we want to be the church, but it's not the building. It's right. not everything that happens inside the building. And, and I love that, you know, Brett's up there encouraging us to be the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess that's, that would be my encouragement too. That's good. Augie? And I mean, just add, like you said, just start trying to start your day off in prayer and, and then, you know, seeing what God does, you know, that he'll putting someone in your path and then being willing to step out of that comfort zone. I just feel like we're so easily in our own world, our own little box mm. and, and just taking that first step sometimes like taking, having some courage to step out and say, Hey, just, even just introducing yourself to someone lots mm. of times can open that door of, of filling a need for someone. I was just thinking that it would be interesting to count from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep how many people we just cross paths with, mm. whether it's the grocery store, whether you're driving to work, whether you're at work. I'm going to try and do that and see what's that number at the mm. end of the day. And then as we progress, say each number is a person and each person could be someone I could encourage. I could mm. share the love of Jesus with. And I think that'll open our eyes to see, wow, there's, there's all kinds of stuff we can do. For sure. Right, for right. sure. We just have our heads up, eyes mm-hmm. open. Guys, thanks for joining us on A Step Further. Thank you. Thank you.